The table is reserved in Nicole's name. One o'clock, party of five. It's been booked for weeks. A belated Mother's Day lunch, seeing as Linda, Nicole's mother, was visiting her sister in Spain the weekend the date actually fell. As usual, Nicole acted as main administrator, finding the date and the restaurant, writing the initial group email, then pursuing each family member on WhatsApp when they were slow to confirm. They had all been slow to confirm. Her brother Jamie needed to check with his girlfriend, then with the football fixtures. Her father Jerry wasn't sure if he'd be playing golf. Considering the entire lunch was in her honour, even Linda had been non-committal. At one point, Nicole was tempted to cancel the whole thing, send everyone an email. Sod it! Shall we just not bother? Yet, here she is, somehow arriving at the Delaunay at exactly one o'clock. A miraculous feat, considering she went to bed after four and didn't get up until eleven. A cloakroom attendant offers to take her jacket, but Nicole declines, pulling the leather tighter around her body and folding her arms across her chest. She follows the elegant maitre d' through the elegant dining room, wood-panelled, high-ceilinged, the comforting din of chatter. She keeps her eyes lowered to people's plates as she passes. Scrambled eggs on toast, ice cream sundae, oysters, fries. She has an apprehensive appetite, a kind of low-level nausea. Though her stomach creaked audibly in the back seat of the Uber, she can't be sure that anything she puts inside her right now won't immediately come back up. Here we are, the maitre d' says, stopping before a round table at the back of the room, pristine linen tablecloth draped across it. There is only one person at the table, a blonde, bespectacled woman, her head bowed, reading the menu. For the briefest moment, Nicole is disoriented. Her parents only ever travel to London together, a suburban double act, taking in West End shows and Oxford Street department stores. The sight of her mother alone gives her an uneasy feeling, followed by a sharp premonition. One day, she realises, her father will die, and she will be duty-bound to meet her mother all on her own, like this. Where's Dad? she says. Linda looks up from the menu, removes her purple-rimmed glasses. Hello to you too. Sorry, Nicole says. Hi, hello. She pulls out the seat beside her, kisses her mother's cheek. Linda has dressed up for the lunch, black trousers and a silky zebra print blouse. She appears to be wearing more makeup than usual too, her eyelids smudged with a toffee-coloured shadow, her lips smoked salmon pink. Something about this, the very effort of it, the contrived special occasionness of it, makes Nicole feel simultaneously sympathetic towards her mother and irritated by her. You look nice, she says. Almost didn't recognise you. Is Dad in the loo? They've got a cloakroom, you know. Linda says, and she does something weird with her head, jerks it to the right, a sudden twitch. I know, I'm cold, Nicole says, hugging her arms around herself 
and furiously rubbing at her shoulders to emphasize her point. Where's dad? On his way. Nicole stops rubbing. You didn't come together? No. Why? What's happened? Nothing. Linda slots her glasses back on and picks up the menu. We both had stuff to do this morning, that's all. He'll be here in a minute, I expect. With her eyes still on the menu, she says, How are you? What do you want to drink? There's a wine list there. I only got myself a glass because I don't know what Lucy will want and I thought you might prefer sharing a bottle of red with the boys. Oh, I definitely can't do red. Nicole shudders. She was drinking red wine last night. Or she started on red. She has a hazy memory of homemade Moscow mules later in the night, of holding her glass aloft as she danced around Fran's kitchen.